Welcome, you are listening to yet another episode of Loved by the Water with Mike and Christy. Good evening. Good evening to you. It's evening for us. Yes, it is. It's been working more smoothly. It's been more in flow for us to record in the evening. Yes? There's less agitation. (laughs) What types of agitation? Yours with the surrounding of (laughs) what surrounds this house. Yeah. The ebbs and flows of suburban living. It's interesting that your response was, I said, what agitation? And the first word you said was yours. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I get agitated quite. No, you don't. No. But it's been an interesting journey. I think today I I kind of, I, I cracked the... The code. Okay. I mean, that's a colloquialism, but uh, I came to a greater depth of appreciation for the more overstimulated my senses are here with all the loud noises. Okay. It's mostly noises. I have very sensitive ears. Very sensitive. And so all of these loud, loud noises especially like the planes flying overhead. Like today you were like, oh, I feel like I could reach up and touch that. They're that close to the house. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we get, we get out to the water often, which is the only place you can really go to escape like the noise, the, the bustle, the, the, you know, all of that. And, even with that, it's like, oh, like I get to like open up and relax a little bit, like open my senses and relax. Okay. But then when we come back here, it's like I have to snap back into being guarded. Mm-hmm. So that's become a painful cycle of like open and then contract and then like open, like, oh, okay, I can like... And then contract. And that's been a tormenting kind of pattern as well. Compared to like being in a place where you're always contracted? Yeah, like if I'm just here and I didn't have the 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 ocean side to go to mm-hmm. to to allow myself to to have like the therapeutic environment of the ocean mm-hmm. to help soften all that like jagged edges I've been experiencing here Mm -hmm. in the in the city um and maybe it's easier to just stay and like it's easier to stay guarded Mm -hmm. than it is to go back and forth and back and forth okay but what I realized today is that the more guarded I get the great the greater opportunity I have when I'm in a space to relax my senses and know that I'm not going to get a really intense stimuli like recurringly around me that I haven't actually been going past that barrier. I've been like relaxing, mm-hmm. but I haven't been going to that going to the deeper place of softening the tension I've been building around the back and forth. So all the stimuli plus the back and forth has actually provided me with an even greater opportunity 
to go deeper and do like interior muscle relaxation, deeper breathing, and find an even deeper space than I've been able to for the last three weeks. Is that making sense? Certainly. What would is could you like liken that to anything? Um specifically that experience which you're having or like Yeah. That the the extremes, like how one I mean, I guess that's a that's pretty common that um that from one extreme the opposite extreme can be um achieved achieved or experienced i mean typically that's not necessarily thought of as like i'm uh we're we're talking about relationships here so often when it talks about um toxic relationships and it talks mm. about a toxic relationship where where the highs are very high and the lows are very low and they're they're mm-hmm. they're in um proportion to one another and a non-toxic relationship um doesn't come with necessarily the same highs or lows um, or the same highs or lows because it's like this constant sort of state um and it it there's lots of comments about that so i'm listening to what you're saying um about your own sort of exploration so i guess this might be the question is like Mm -hmm. so then um you know using the word goal like what what would you would do for like your own goal with your own managing your your inner world would you like to be able to hold like a constant where the highs aren't so high or the lows aren't so low like you're not so affected by your environment yet at the same time you don't necessarily get the same thrill so i you can stand you can somehow tolerate you don't have the same nervous system response to the loud noises as i do Mm -mm. and and i don't know why but i'm gonna make some assumptions for myself is that i can maintain my sensitive hearing Mm -hmm. and i can also maintain a calm soothed nervous system when my hearing my sensitive hearing is spiked or Mm -hmm. or when it's like slapped Mm -hmm. also learning learning and staying like open with the the balance of your your ecosystem that you're a part of Mm -hmm. for me i also realized like how how and where and when i can learn to soften because some of the loud noises have become predictable Mm -hmm. and so you know whatever fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me kind of thing like I know and so how how can I nurture myself Mm -hmm. and my sensitive hearing because I don't want to just keep exposing myself to the really intense for me it's really intense um, auditory stimuli mm-hmm. um, 
And I also don't want to keep allowing my nervous system to go into hyper overdrive when that stimuli occurs. Mm -hmm. So it's like a combination of of nurturing it's a like um observing and becoming savvy with my ecosystem um taking the time to go deeper to unbind my nervous system when it gets when it does get um like frayed or fried from the exposure it's like a whole combination of things which i think takes time to develop when you're thrust into a new environment. Yeah. Which is all, like, all of that can be applied to then, um, you know, like, I think you and I have been experiencing that. Like, we've been experiencing a change in our dynamic since we've arrived down in, I mean, just in case you're listening to this episode offhanded, um, Michael and I, are from Pennsylvania, but we've come down to St. Petersburg, Florida, um, and we'll continue further on in Florida for a bit while we do some house-sitting jobs um, and do some workshops and, you know, just continue our nomadic travels. And St. Petersburg has been a little bit of a challenge. And there's been, like, dynamic changes even in how we relate would you say yeah what would what would you highlight as some of the um there's a well i'll I'll take a let me take a couple steps back listening to you describe your interior landscape Mm -hmm. relative to the external landscape specifically highlighted around hearing and then comparing that to my own experience Mm. because I've got a I'm very sensitive ears as well hearing but I have a very different experience than you like a different nervous system response? Mm, maybe even, well, definitely n- different nervous system response. But then I would say even also worthy of stating is a different nervous system structure or posture. Mm. Mm. Um, I think the best example of what of nervous system response and loud noises was when we were in California and I had my face in that fire, which I was lighting. Oh yeah. And there was a lighter in the fly fire and it exploded right. literally a foot from my face. And it was a, it was as easily as loud as a firecracker, mm-hmm. if not much louder. And, um, like I don't flinch. Mm-hmm. And so that being a nervous system response, like I have a way like, when you do see me flinch or when you do see me like get like thrown off, like it's a funny thing because it doesn't happen often. True. True. I mean, yeah. it happens, obviously. Right, which is why I was so shocked when that shark came towards us. That, that I jumped that from the shark. Because I was like, 
Michael, don't make any sudden move. And then you saw it and you like jumped. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that might have been, that might have been more appropriate because I was just like about to just stay there and see if the shark came up to sniff us. Right, right. (laughs) It was it was a big shark. It was a very big shark. But 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 the point I'm trying to make is so, so I've a I've a very different nervous system response um, than you do particularly to shocking noises. Like I've, as I said, I have sensitive hearing, but for some reason I don't respond in an agitated way. Right. But then what I also notice is, um, you talk about your, how you interact with the environment, with your ecosystem, which you're in. And I don't think I do that. And so because so this is like just in terms of like understanding different experiences, I can go into an environment and become on a certain level much less impacted because there is a part of me which never leaves my own internal landscape. Like it's like I keep that on my own like mm. lockdown for mm. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I'm not as affected by coming to St. Petersburg. I'm like, yeah, I would definitely prefer there not to be all this loud noise. I definitely prefer that, but you know, that's that's not going to make me move off of my center. Mm-hmm. Um, I get knocked off my. Center. You get knocked off your center, but then um, you, on the opposite of that, when the ecosystem is something which you really want to go and blend with. Well, when there's pleasurable stimuli. When there's pleasurable stimuli, like you may respond to that with a greater sensitivity than I might, um, which, you know, this, you and I had a conversation about this a little while ago um, about how I take a lot of, I gave an example of how I would take a pause before stepping into the water for the very first time. Uh-huh. And I think one of the reasons I do that is those are my ways of, okay, this is me letting my guard down. Uh, like you have to like check yourself and like make Open check the points. door. Uh, exactly. Check That's points. exactly <laughs> what it is. I have checkpoints all along the way. So because I have these checkpoints, so I'm, I'm purposefully opening up this checkpoint. I'm mm. going into the water. I'm opening up this checkpoint because... Mm-hmm. So all of that being said, so so you asked, I don't remember how we got there, but we're talking about differences in um, nervous system response. And then I'm going to say nervous system posture. Like we have those. So then the question which, which you brought up was how has this experience here affected our dynamic? Right. Um, and for example, before we were in a rhythm, um, in August and September, we were in a rhythm where like we had more time, a more balanced time apart and together. Mm-hmm. Whereas in St. Petersburg, because we don't have a community, because we don't have like established rhythms here, we're not doing rhythmic travel we are here like we have been living here in a house which is different for us um but we've been we've been 
together. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a balance of apart and together. It's just been all together, which is new. Which is new. Like yeah, that, right. that level of, that level of, we've run up against things where we're like in our workflow mm-hmm. that we haven't run up against before is like, like what's interruption, what's not, how to approach each other when we're inseparable. Not mm-hmm. that we're inseparable, but it's just... We don't have time apart. The environment has caused right. it to be so that... And we generally flow together really well. So it didn't occur to me to be like, oh, wow. Like, have we had five minutes where we're not next to each other? <laughs> and just, you know, what has that brought up? What... Im- what has that magnetized out of you and me as a combined field? Because your your body emits a field. My body emits a field. So going back to what I was saying is um, maybe because of the, the constant presence of each other in each other's fields your nervous system responses mm-hmm. um, are now much more closer to inside of mine. Hmm. So, oh, because you were saying you feel my. Is this what you're going? Yeah, fit, yeah. You well, you were saying that, like the noises stress you out, but they don't stress you out as much as experiencing my agitation at yes. them. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So it's, it's, um, and I think probably that is more diffused when, to your what you were saying, that we have in our other flows where there is time apart, more mm-hmm. time apart. Mm-hmm. So that's probably... That would be interesting. What I've noticed. Yeah, I I like I like the idea of being able to be um, occupying space together, um, ongoingly, mm-hmm. and and knowing that we can manage that that your field and my field and the combine and then what that does. Right, like over time you start to take on, especially if you're not being um, conscious or aware, you'll start to take on aspects of your environment. So is true with a human being. Mm -hmm. When your fields are always very near each other, near each other. And, you know, it's not just like we're doing day-to-day life together. It's like we're doing every moment of every day together. Um, I like to think that we are able to like manage and negotiate the ebbs and flows, like the tides of our being together and how the water shapes, just like the water kind of shapes the banks of the beach mm-hmm. and the water shapes like the banks of like the river, you know, erosion, but also like the water makes certain shapes as it flows. I I like to think or imagine that 
between the two of us, these like streams and ravines and different energy flows are, are beginning to like weave together. And I'm curious as time, as a little bit more time goes on, what that will bring up for us. My guess is, is that like you were saying in previous episodes, it brings stuff up almost like, you know, as the water is washing away the soil, it's like, oh, look, there's that thing we didn't know is in the earth, the earthiness of our being. Um, think of any examples that have come up recently where it's been like, a, oh, wow, that's in there. Hmm. I can't think of any off the top of my head. But we've certainly had those moments in the last three weeks. Those moments where we're like realizing by way of our flowing together that when it something comes up, it's like, oh, we didn't realize that that's inside you or inside me. And then having to take a pause or having to like, you know, meet that energy with, a a level of sincerity and honesty to to not allow it to go back into the recesses or become refuse or become repression you know as a single person there's that but as a couple that can become part of the toxicity or it can become a part of future sabotage is when things come up and then they're not um they're not nurtured or attuned or aligned or or whatnot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sharp right turn. Okay. If unless you have any examples, I can't think of any. I'm ready to take a right turn. I know that there were some, but <sighs> sorry, no juicy fresh examples from our lives. Uh, love by the water. I was telling you how today I was seeing in my mind, how those play of words is um, air by the water because love is the element for love is air or the heart, the heart center is air. And so air by the water. And I was thinking about how much you appreciate different qualities of air Mm -hmm. and how in astrology, air is masculine and water is feminine and so now you have you have the masculine by the feminine air by the water and then i think we touched on this before and and we 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 think we got it now water is two hydrogens combined by an like an oxygen binds two hydrogens to itself to make the mo- the water molecule okay and so you have, if you have just one hydrogen, one oxygen, one hydrogen, each of those is air, an air element. But when oxygen links to those two hydrogens, it becomes water. And I think this ties back into the mystic Ju- Judaism, Judy, Ju- Jewish? Do I, how do I say this? I don't know. The the mystic Jewish creation myth All right. that there was total just void. Uh-huh. It was just nothingness and everythingness. It was darkness. Right. 
And suddenly from within, from within the void, a streak of light pierced the darkness. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time that there became a separation. That was the first time that the darkness could know itself because it had the co- um, contrast of light. Mm-hmm. It was the first it was the first sex. Sex is um, to cut off mm-hmm. separation. It was the first time that occurred where the light was the masculine and the dark was the feminine. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how all of this conceptually fits together, but it was like this flow of, of philosophy that I was having by the water. Um, air by the water, masculine by the feminine, and then the, the Jewish mystic creation myth came up in my mind about how, how these dualisms were first kind of revealed. Um, and it happened kind of like, it came from the feminine, but it only occurred because of the creation or the movement of the masculine out of the feminine. So that's all theoretical and philosophical, but we were reading this book, Desire, and um, I'm curious if you've seen any links between what I've just... I, I don't think I shared this all with you before, right? What you were just talking about? Yeah. A little bit, but go A on. little bit, not in its entirety. But I think some of the elements of the the Desire book, which is a Tantra philosophy book, fall into this somehow. Um, I mean, we haven't really gotten to, like, masculine and feminine energies. I don't know that the book goes into that. Um, but... Yeah, any thoughts? I'm, I, I could keep going, but I'm just curious if you have any thoughts. As it relates to what you were just saying with the, the desire book? Yeah, if, the, if that, if there, if, you've, if there are any connections to Tantra, if there are any connections to just astrology or philosophically, how, and, you know, I'm just playing with because playing with loved by the water because that's what we happen to call this podcast and I'm just kind of learning from that concept like and what it's all bringing through what it all means how how it's helpful um well but you you are right in the desire book there hasn't been much discussion in terms of like masculine feminine energy or archetypes and concept uh except for that it's all within each human body okay right yeah like it doesn't go into archetypes or like the masculine body the feminine body it's just all the energy is in you Mm -hmm. all everything that you think is outside of you is actually it's in you or is moving through you. Right. And then 
what you're talking about with, uh, I'm pretty, when you're saying mystical Judaism, I think you mean just Kabbalistic, the Kabbalistic creation story, which is different than the Old Testament creation story, or maybe told a little bit differently. Um, to what I at least find, what I find very, what's been enjoyable for me to witness is to see you kind of embody the elements literally. Mm. Like you go and you sit, you're sitting in the water today. We went there, you were, um, it, was, it was a loud morning at the house and we went to the beach and we go to a very um, remote part of the beach where there are very few people and sounds outside of the natural sounds and you sat in the water and it was kind of and it was windy today like you yeah. brought up like the it's the wind is really picked there up there's a lot of love by the water today <laughs> so we were when we go to when we're at the water we do our separate things mm-hmm. oh my gosh isn't that ironic that when we're by the water is when we have our most separateness time right <laughs> and what's you know, I'm just going to kind of talk this through. So where I was going with that was, yeah. so what happened, you sat in the water, you were, for the most part, you were in, you were like in head space or you're like in internal space and you're in the water. I don't know if you're meditating. I don't know what you're doing, but you were, you were in the water. Um, we we're probably there for a handful of hours. I don't even think we spoke. And then all of a sudden we came back together and then you were like, bam and you're like chatterbox 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 and you're talking about what you're basically saying today and what i was witnessing was like just you feel like the enthusiasm that comes out when one's inspired like you were very inspired like whatever it was you were doing was then coming out in this kind of um archetypical story form you're like mm. like i want to go and create a workshop and you're talking about what you were basically just saying. But where I'm going with this, what was what was fun and interesting for me to watch was the literal embodiment of then the, you know, the conceptual or philosophical elements. Like you're in the water and it is like, you know, very windy. And you're really embodying that. And then that comes out through this conceptual insight sort of stuff. Yeah, a story. A story. Which, if we want to go and use maybe some of the astrological elements, like Mm -hmm. that would be very masculine, like concepts and talking. Hmm. And so while you were doing. Oh, and I was like in such a place of void. Right. Like right before I got all chatterboxy and concept and intellectual, left brain, all this like masculine stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like deep in this just like emptying 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 just becoming the being void. in the water exactly yeah. exactly so i'm watching that um as you were doing that um uh like i was then on the beach and it was a really nice part of the beach like the the sand was um it was matted down hard like mm-hmm. it wasn't like the type of sand where you walk in and your your feet may sink in it was it was a hard sand and because of that it like afforded me the opportunity to be very physical in my body. What were you doing, Michael? I was just, I was, um, 
I was doing a lot of like movement. What kind of movement? I was I was doing like like m- like muscle like like um resistance like push-ups and stuff like that like muscles sort of like feeling those muscles in my body then coupled with like stretch and like more yoga type of movements and then um more flow movements like qigong and then I was also crip walking crip walking yeah crip walking <laughs> you must tell us what crip walking is he doesn't know what crip walking is I didn't know what crip walking is was is when you started learning it Crip walking is just a... It's a style of dance. It's a style of dance. It's like a... It's... it's. How would you describe where it originates from? Well, the Crips are one of the primary street gangs in Los Angeles. Their antithesis being the Bloods. Mm-hmm. And each has a style of dance, which is probably... Um, uh, like a modern, a modern kind of like urbanized, like living in the city version of probably more ancient movements, but they're very like, oh, Crip Walking's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So anyway, <laughs> um, and it's so friggin' hard. It looks so easy. Like, like most things, like most things which require a lot of grace if you see something which requires a lot of grace, it looks effortless. And then when you go and you try to do it yourself, you're like, oh my God, this is so hard. Like anything from a golf swing to mm-hmm. to a gymnast to any type of like, you know, right. dance. So I was crip walking. Oh, so the point of all this was <laughs> I you just wanted to hear it. Do you tell me yeah, tell just, anyone the, the crip walking story? I want to see a YouTube video one day of your your gang your gang dance. Maybe. Okay, anyways. Maybe. So where anyway, you going with so where this? was I going with all this? Like, what I was aware of was the um, how we met the same environment very, very differently. Like, um, it made me want to get into my body so much. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funny. Like, I would go. I was going back and forth from like going into my body. Yeah. But I wasn't in the water. I was just in the wind, really. Yeah. And then I would sit down in the seat and I would write. And then I'd be inspired to like work on what I was writing on. Mm-hmm. And then going back and forth. And then seeing you kind of do the same thing. Uh-huh. Like you, uh, but you were more in that deep, void, meditative state. And then your inspiration came. So just uh, witnessing our different experience of meeting the same environment Mm. but they were they were very complementary too like how what we did they're separate yeah yeah I took a right turn but it brought us right back to the same thing which is how two people can meet an environment so differently and and then how how do they move throughout that environment together? This is making me think of, and I think maybe I want to go here as as the last part of today's uh, tonight's episode. We're talking. We've used some language like like the field and and the person's as person's center and nervous system, and like we've used some language 
that I happen to know you've made a really beautiful handmade and drawn like flashcard deck course on all of these topics um there is not much of the elementals in it and it's not just tantra or astrology I, where did that come from that's what i wanted to know is i know that they're there i've looked at them a few of them met me in a way that was like a light bulb inspiring kind of like a uh, piece of information it's all amazing review for anyone uh with an energy medicine kind of background but i'm curious where where did it where did that come from i made those cards probably 6 years ago wow 2017 and it was when i was living in marietta it was right when Susquehanna, like the whole Susquehanna mystery thing okay. was coming into my life. And I was in a highly, highly creative output time. Like I was just, I was just creating. It was before I did anything online. It's interesting. Mm. I think about this a lot, like where the output mm. was. But so I, I made these cards and... There, there are a couple thing, a couple points I want to bring up about these cards. So, okay. um, the cards were a a um, my own synthesis of all of the different concepts I've learned about, experimented with, and played with over probably the five years before that, mm-hmm. and so. There was there is a mixture of original thought, but based upon a whole bunch of different existing like philosophies, I would say. So that's what the cards were and are. And then bringing it back to now. So we looked at those cards for a little bit before the recording of this episode. And... I'm reading them. I'm reading what I wrote. And I know I wrote this six years ago. Mm. And there's this... It struck me inside in a... um, I'm not even certain how to describe it, but I felt like there was a a lot of energy inside just reading it. Mm. Um, Because I have grown so much... I've changed so much in six years. And so part of me is like, who was I to write that six years ago, right? Like, like how just, there was, there was that. Like, where was I coming from? Like, I'm reading this and I'm like, does this, this still translates, but it feels like it's different for me. Like, there was a lot of... Um, you, like, internal editing that you wanted I don't even know if it was internal editing as much as it was more like how could have I written that then when I did not know what I know now sort of ah. thing. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like I that hasn't reconciled. Like that's what I meant like energy. Like I f- there's something like which is like like bubbling up like sometimes have you ever read something which you did or like let's say in high school or something in college 
and How? and maybe been like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that, or like there's like it just, it wasn't quite that, but there, but it was in that family. Like I'm like, wow, like like I can't believe I was talking about that then because in the hindsight of the past six years, I'm like, I didn't know nothing then. Oh, so it's like when the novice is the teacher. But I still appreciate everything which I wrote. Like, I mean, it, it right. still rings true. Your, your past self was a novice. And yes. you're like, but that past version of myself, that novice is also a teacher. And how, like, kind of how dare I take the posture of a teacher when I was such a novice? But you didn't know that. All of that, all of that. So then here's the third thing which I want to say, which ties into this. Um, so specifically as it relates to, to Tantra, like, mm-hmm. like I'm conceptually familiar with it, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it certainly hasn't been within my historical things that have interested me and studied. Like it hasn't been there. But as you, and particularly this book, Desire, as we have been doing this, reading this book, everything is so familiar. And the point which I brought earlier today was this book is almost a mirror of what I was reading and re- like all of this stuff which was filling my 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 headspace seven eight years ago Mm. but that was all what would be underneath the category of toltec wisdom okay and i was just like laughing i was like toltec and tantra like they're even similar tt and like Mm -hmm. you know just in a very basic way and there's a universality like when i read when i read when when we're reading this book desire and I'm hearing these concepts and I'm like, these aren't new concepts to me. Like, yeah, they're telling it to me based upon this, this, this thousand year old sutra written by this, mm-hmm. this, this, this tantrika. Like, yeah, that's brand new. But the underlying value is like the same thing which I was reading, like in these, these Toltecs. So, so the, it's so familiar. But when I read that, that was six or seven, eight, nine years ago. And I'm such a different person now with experience. Mm. Like this is hitting deeper. Ah. So now tying back to those cards. So when I look at those cards, like I wrote those cards because I was inspired by what I read and what life experiences I've had seven or eight years ago. And now I'm looking at it after reading this 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 Tantra book, this Tantra book and and like all of these ideas which have been in my mind, which I've been building on and experiencing over the past six years, and now they're fresh again, but told from a different perspective. And I'm looking at these cards, like there's this 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 circle, there's this like coming back home, mm. but diff- different, like it's like that's part of what that energy of these cards, which is hitting me. Like, I don't know exactly how I want to feel about this because... There's, I'm, I recognize that when I was writing about this, maybe I didn't really know what I was talking. It didn't mean as much to me then as it means to me now. But yet, when you look at the cards, they're very accurate and they're well done. And they're, they're very well done and they're it's, very it's accurate. It's a testament to your 
processing posture. Yes. And how you can take in information and it, it hits you with a, a, like a laser focus and, and you're able to put it right back out into artwork and into your own interpretation of it. Um, I mean, the way those note cards are drawn, written, etc., is like you were teaching and maybe you are doing that to deepen, to deepen the transmutation, the transmission. That's the one I want. The transmission. Yeah, like you were deepening the transmission via, like cycling novice teacher, novice teacher with inside yourself, and in the last six years, you've done that transmission cycle within yourself so many times, and so I'm curious if. Um, I'm curious if you were, if you would, um, would you attempt to teach those, those things from those cards to now out, like out publicly, like outward facing, not just within yourself, but do you feel like you can speak with a certain level of comfort on the deck? Uh, well, what's funny is when I, when I made those cards, like I wanted to, I, I made those cards as teaching cards. Oh, to, so you planned on using them outward publicly as a teacher? Completely. Completely. Okay. I used them as means to like articulate concepts, which I was talking about. Um, now, like I, it's, I would like to look at those cards again, particularly after the inspiration of reading this book, Desire, with you. Desire by Daniel Odier is what Michael is referring to. And the opportunity to go into what's on those cards. From this lens and this from depth. From a greater lens, like a greater mm-hmm. depth. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, mm. In fact, I... Um, I'm, I'm immensely inspired by you bringing this up. I mean, we haven't had this conversation, mm-hmm. um, cause there's so much, I've created so much in my life that the flip side of the, the downside of having a very prolific library is you forget what you, you just move on. Well, this is what sure. I'm talking about now. This is what I'm talking about now. This is what I'm talking about now. And so to go back and like take something from the vault Mm. um that feels that feels very satisfying in a way like Mm. i'm like okay now this is ready like this is this has been this is uh cured long enough it's cured yeah and now i'm ready to really like the things oh the some of the stuff that the ocean spits back out remember that sweet shell with like the the community of clams and barnacles right. and oysters like attached to it. Right. Like it spits it, the, the, the ocean will take it in and then spit it back out with so much more like eclectic fractal like attachments that are all beautiful and, and with, and also. Like, That's the depth. That's yes. the additional depth. Yeah. Like it's no longer just a beautiful shell, but now there's five or six other creatures and beings and flows and so much more going on yes yes yeah so hmm i wanted to wrap this up and are there any final comments that you have 
what a lot of those cards, what's written in those cards had to do with specifically energetic anatomy. Mm. And mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great title, yeah. And energetic anatomy. And how and how um how to ground your consciousness. How to ground your consciousness. And you talked we talked about this in the beginning of this of this episode about being in each other's fields and field management. And so that would be that would be an area which I feel would make a lot of sense to maybe begin talking about like using those cards and, and incorporating them yeah in our conversations here just to even bring uh, Aldous Huxley in is that his name Aldous Huxley yeah. Aldous Huxley um, as the mind perceives the eyes are to able to sense. So when you shift your mind's perception, okay, which with these cards, because they're so they're written like elementary flashcards, mm-hmm. we're able to take something like energetic anatomy. I, when I see them, I can take in energetic anatomy into my mind and it gives me a perception. It gives me a way to perceive this very ambiguous like, feminine flowy like love by the water and like oh the air moves and the water flows and like sure that's balanced air and water are masculine and feminine but w- there's a lot of earth and grounded and like fire which allows you to see like that's kind of missing okay um it it in in my perspective at least so anyways i'm trying to cut to the chase because we're when i want to wrap up the when the mind can shift in its perception which having a visual like these flashcards and then auditory like hearing mm-hmm. when you get that shift in perception um Aldo Huxley was his work kind of says that then also by 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 flow of system by the systems of the of the workings of the eyes and the mind the nervous system and the eyeballs you you're you take in different things you see different things like your eyeballs literally see and and sense through their pupils mm-hmm. um a different reality than your previous perception Mm -hmm. which you know it's just like as your mind expands as your consciousness increases as you bring a groundedness and an earth and a fire kind of energy to your perceptions i mean all all elements in balance really you're opening your sensory abilities to be able to like see the beyond to see beyond paradigm to see beyond beyond culture to see beyond even your own conditioning and see what is really lying like like the heart of the matter as they say and be able to move more swiftly and agile through all of this um what really at the end of the day is like it's all energy so 
So it might be really nice to have some energy anatomy in your back pocket. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I want to just... T- two things to say to that. The, the, the Aldo Huxley, what you're talking about, was specifically what he wrote in a book called The Art of Seeing. Yes, thank you. And it is a practical manual to improve the... Actual eyesight. Actual right? eyesight. But it's also a metaphysical book too. Right. So it's it's both of those. And this dovetails nicely with the book Desire we've made reference to many times because the point of the book Desire was or is helping helping people find this way of being able to touch reality as it is as opposed to living life through a through a clouded a clouded dulled sensory state of false perceptions or yeah or grab and grabbing at things and grabbing at things to like mm, what do they say grabbing at the things that you want so that you have a sense of completion versus and and so your senses being based on fulfillment mm-hmm. versus um touching reality touching reality is that what you said touching reality maybe or being touched by reality so you're using your sense organs or your sensory sensorialities as a means to experience um, a more true version of, like, life. Mm -hmm. Just the the flow, the thread, the mystery, the love in your definition, like the force that holds it all together. Um, Wow, well, I think there's so much more I could say about the book that we're reading right now, but... um, I don't know, do I have time to just, just say one thing? You have time to say one thing? Well, we finally hit a chapter that I loved. And I loved it because it it just cuts through all the BS about relationships and culture and uh, tradition and um, all the things that make people like the most nervous about relating relationship and Tantra, like all the things that could possibly be brought up um, in regards to, quote, openness, um, because that has so many cultural hangups now and meanings. Um, And I just appreciate how simple the book is and how in this chapter, the chapter was presented by an, an outside person's questions about sexuality and fidelity. And the author just answered it with such like coming back to the root of of the most ancient kind of base philosophy that tantra rests on in this tradition at least um and it's really just so simple it's such a simple truth and it's just so pure which is well i think that's like that's like this mystery kind of like you you have to like read the book you kind of have to like be in the practice of it um but it's about it's it's like they're talking about the tantric family 
and how that doesn't mean a house uh, full of orgies. Um, it's about an interior experience. And it's about, oh, it ended with saying like, so I'm the author's like, so, you know, I'm not really worried about affairs because this way of being, this way of life is about being immersed in the great affair. That every moment of your life, every spontaneous arise, arising of desire is interiorly, you are meeting that with you're having an affair with everything you know everything is an affair everything is beautiful um everything is an opportunity to go deep or to release or to just move energy um and you know it's not focused on there isn't this focus on orgasm or sex or sexual contact or completing a sensory desire by way of contact with another human being. So I just really appreciate how he cut through all of that and brought it back to the nature and the spirit of, um, you know, that it's really an inside job. And ascension is really incension. And incension is related to the inside job of this, like, interior love and flow that um, we can carry and it can manifest in different ways like your posture being a bunch of doorway uh, doors and hallways and my posture being more like a like a sponge hmm. or like a like like more more fluid and porous so anyways that was a lot but more to come on Daniel Odier's book, Desire, as we're only halfway through it. Final thoughts, final word. Maybe it's just a goodbye. Just a goodbye. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, check out, check, check out uh, patreon.com backslash loved by the water. There might be a little mini audio visual course available soon from mostly Michael, but maybe I'll chime in on the energy anatomy deck. Maybe we'll even publish the deck. Hmm. That'll be fun. That might be fun. All right. Thanks for hanging in there with us on this little adventure of sound and mind as we saunter about these topics. And we hope that you are inspired to have your own great affair within the interior of your being. Good night. Good night.